Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Good news for those of you who like uh, Starbucks coffee. You can now go to Starbucks. Well, unless, of course, you use a third-party app like a DoorDash or Uber Eats. You're not going to be able to do this. Uh, You're going to be able to bring your own cup to Starbucks. (laughs) Yay! And use your own cup, your own personal cup at Starbucks. You just have to tell them on the app. Uh, under the uh, customization button during the ordering process or just bring it into the store and say, hey, uh, fill this one up and they give the mug to the barista in the pickup area where the drink is made and then given back in a contactless vessel. I'm not sure what that contactless vessel is. <laughs> is it just rubber gloves on a barista? Is it uh, some tweezers? So, I, I don't know what the contact is. A robot, maybe? But the contactless vessel will then give you your mug with coffee back. <laughs> now, you have to remember, you have to clean them before you bring them. Yeah, the baristas aren't going to rinse them out. And for those of you thinking, I'm going to bring an oil can in and fill up my oil can full of Starbucks coffee. That's my large coffee. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Uh, no cups larger than 40 ounces. But you can bring at least 40 ounces in for your large cup at Starbucks. And I'm sure they're mad at me because they're not larges. I know. I know. I got it. But really they are plus uh you're gonna get a 10 cent discount and 25 stars on the change rewards program so hey how cool is that huh bring your own cup at starbucks they're also working on borrow a cup programs they've apparently been working on that for a while i i question the borrow a cup program but they tested it in seattle where you paid like a dollar deposit and had to return the recyclable cup to a smart bin and you get your dollar back and they've tested those programs in uh well in seattle and japan singapore and uh the uk Uh, i don't know how those are working out i don't know that i want to use the recycled cup uh, uh, I don't know that I trust the barista to clean it, but I guess you have to. So, But I don't have to worry about it now because I can bring my own cup. And I am looking forward to seeing what a contactless vessel is. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, here we go again. Uh, Lake Superior State University, I love Lake Superior State University, and Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is in the Upper Peninsula. Uh, you know, if you, this is the Lower Peninsula, and the Upper Peninsula is up here. Sault Ste. Marie is way up there. They have a tradition of listing the words that need to be banned from the previous year. Now, they received more than 2,000 suggestions from 20 different countries. That's what they said. And the number one word this year that needs to be banned is hack. Hack. H A C K. <laughs> so don't use it anymore. All right? It needs to be banned. Since 1976, more than 1,000 everyday terms have been banished, some of them more than once. Last year, GOAT topped the list. Uh, Before that, it was, wait, what? It's just more than one word, I might add. And uh, no real surprise, uh, COVID-19, again, more than one word, banished in 2021. Uh, 2020 was jelly, was the top word uh, to be 
banished. Uh, not the fruits been spread, obviously, but the abbreviation of jealous, which we know still happens. Some people may have not got the message. That's all. So there are uh, 10 words that have been banished this year that we're not supposed to use it. Okay. So hack, obviously, is number one. Coming in at number two, impact impact i-m-p-a-c-t banished word can't use it anymore at the end of the day i guess these are just banished words but banished i mean also phrases right but it says banished words so i guess we've just moved down and how about you just shut up jeff and read what they've banned okay uh at the end of the day is number three four is riz yeah i that riz was a big one i thought that was the, like one of the top words uh, of the year uh slay or phrases of the year number five slay s-l-a-y number six iconic number seven cringeworthy number eight obsessed number nine side hustle and number 10 wait for it no, not the. No, that's what they. That's that's the phrase that the two or three words that needs to be banned. Wait for it. Not you don't actually have to wait for it. <laughs> so can't use those anymore. They need to be banned completely. Thanks to the university up there in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, the Lake Superior State University. So. We just need to stop using the, what they call cringeworthy words, but uh, cringeworthy isn't part of the banished words. All right. All right. If you say so, no problem. Now, the university has a very scientific way of creating their list every year. Okay. Uh, They get suggestions. As I said, they got over 2,000 suggestions from 20 different countries. And uh, the English department decides which words will be banished so man you want to talk about science that is a scientific way to talk about banished words so don't use them don't use them i don't want to hear you not once use the word hack this year that you're going to see them everywhere obviously Uh, but they are agonizing the one that i that uh i see all the time that drives me crazy is side hustle i will say that when i see the list yeah cringeworthy number seven thank you that's what i thought it was on the list and they use it in their story what do we i thought they were banned if you're banning phrases and words you can't use them in the story sorry that's the way it works i thought but apparently once again what do i know well nothing nothing is what i know i will say i do know this this is one way every year that uh, the university lake superior state university in sault st marie michigan uh, makes people aware that they exist because unless you (laughs) don't see this banishment list every year you have no idea that uh, lake superior state university exists in sault st marie and you don't want to holy cow that's up there I mean, that's cold business up there, plus the snow and, oh, man. I'm sure it's a fine university. Absolutely love Lake Superior State University. I had forgotten that uh, its former name was uh, (laughs) the Michigan College of Mining and Technology. That's why I keep forgetting them. And then they went to Lake Superior State College of Michigan Technological University, And then they went to Lake Superior State College. So now 
we are at the Lake Superior State University. Uh, the colors are blue and gold. So I mean, it's not maize and blue like the University of Michigan, but blue and gold. And uh, their mottos are believe in blue and redefining the classroom. Oh, that's special. And uh, their uh, nickname is the Lakers. Huh. So the Lake Superior State University Lakers. I'm sure they've got an excellent team sport program. And their mascot is Seymour the Sea Duck and Foghorn the Sailor. Man, when you see... <laughs> Seymour <laughs> the Sea Duck. Uh, he makes you want to see Foghorn the Sailor that much more. So there you have it with the Lake Superior State University. Uh, it's a fine, fine, fine university. <laughs> So if you're an organic food customer, uh, you probably haven't been eating organic food. Just saying. Uh, I I see where a man in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, a 66-year-old man in uh, St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, James Clayton Wolf, a uh, corn and soybean farmer in beautiful Jeffers, Minnesota. He pleaded guilty to the scheme. Uh, He lost his organic certification back in 2020, but that didn't change his, what they call, scam. Uh, He went and purchased rail cars full of grain and then sold them as certified organic, which they were not. (laughs) So, because he was getting more money for the organic soybeans and corn he decided hey i'll just tell people it's organic and i'll get more money (laughs) Uh, the judge was unhappy the judge said uh, i'm an organic food consumer myself and uh, i don't like being a victim of organic grain fraud so he and his uh, godson and his nephew, I think, were also found because they had signed insurance documents. Uh, they, you know, they got, I don't know, they got like supervised probation, probation and 100 hours of community service because they had signed some insurance documents. But uh, James got three years. Now, the government was looking to throw him in jail for five years or prison for five years. So the judge was pissed, but she wasn't that pissed because she only gave him three years. (laughs) So if you've been thinking that, oh man, that organic grain that I've been using, the corn and the soy, yeah, uh, it's not. It wasn't organic at all. Uh, So because James Clayton Wolf was just buying regular corn and grain and selling it to the uh, organic people now he's been doing this for a long time and uh, there was a consolidation of some company that he purchased grain from or that he sold i think it was the consolidation of the company that he purchased the grain from but uh, he would buy train cars of the corn of the soy and then sell them to a company in Pennsylvania as organic. 
<laughs> it's not funny. I'm glad this man is behind bars. Okay. I I am so pissed right now that uh, I could have been eating organic corn and soy. Or uh, no, let me rephrase that. I could have been thinking that I was eating organic corn and soy, but I wasn't. I mean, the horror. They took a bunch of stuff from his farm, too. This is where the forfeiture uh, comes into play, right? So the judge uh, made him, uh, took over uh, some land and some tractors and some sports cars that he used the tainted funds to purchase after he'd been found guilty, by the way, not before. And so uh, the judge even said in her in her statement that uh, she would uh, she believed that he would return from prison and resume farming because he said in his statement that uh, he loved farming and he had sorrow and that he let the temptations to gain additional money overtake his good judgment. But then the judge said he's going to resume farming, but he's going to come back and he's not going to have the new pieces of land or the tractors. He may have to go back to selling, uh, you know, tainted. See, the thing is, the corn and the soy weren't tainted. They just weren't organic. So that's all. (laughs) I just love the whole idea of, oh, these are organic. These are made with organic corn and grain. Uh, no, uh, no, they weren't. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> so, Nigel Lithgow, uh, I don't know if you know who Nigel is, but he's a, a Brit who has produced and judged several competition shows. Uh, in the U.S. and the U.K., uh, Gladiators, American Idol, So You Think You Can Dance, and he's uh, been a choreographer on several other projects, like So You Think You Can Dance. And, uh, and I'll give him the credit, Musical Time Machine, and One More Time. Love, love those. Man, can't, can't get enough of those. But uh, those first, those, I mean, Gladiators, American Idol, and So You Think You Can Dance were huge shows. Uh, Gladiators was on for, I don't know, seven or eight years, American Idol, isn't that still going? Anyway, his American Idol was 2002 to 2014. That's when he was producer. And uh, so you think you can dance. That's uh, probably still on as well. But his part of it was 2005 to 2014, too. So for many years, I mean, he was doing both those shows, making a lot of money. Nigel, Nigel is in trouble. Uh, he's got a couple, a few uh, sexual assault allegations going up against him. One of them from Paula Abdul. Okay, so Paula just filed a suit against Delithgow on Friday uh, as part of that was prior to the deadline of California's Sexual Abuse and Cover-Up Accountability Act. Now, she uh, wanted to get this in. She stayed quiet for years, but she couldn't. She had to say something now. Right. Uh, She she just had to do it. And she claims that Lithgow assaulted her uh, during the time that she worked for American Idol and uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Now, she didn't say anything because she was afraid to get fired and she wanted the job, which actually 
did happen. She continued to have her job for many years and make a lot of money. Uh, now, Nigel says that not only are the claims false, they are deeply offensive to me and to everything I stand for. Paula's history of erratic behavior is well known. I can't pretend to understand exactly why she would file a lawsuit that she must know is untrue. But I can promise I will fight this appalling smear with everything I have. Okay, so we'll see. You know, he claims now he's going to fight back. Uh, Paula said, hey, I signed a non-disclosure agreement as part of her employment on both shows, and that prevented me from publicly disclosing sensitive information. Not in today's world, Paula. Look around. I mean, that hasn't stopped people for years now. But okay, if you, you know, if that's what you say. No problem. So, um, and she was, and she also said that she feared to, that he was going to retaliate against her and that he would call her. He called her once and said, uh, uh, seven years and the statute of limitations had run out. He wanted to rub it in and taunt her with it. That's <laughs> that's what she said. I, I, you know, I'm just saying what Paula reported. Okay. Now she said that the first sexual assault occurred while Abdul and Lithgow were on board on the road filming auditions for an earlier season of American Idol. Abdul says Lithgow groped her in the elevator of their hotel after a day of filming and began shoving his tongue down her throat. She pushed him away and ran to her hotel room when the elevator doors opened. Okay. So she claimed in tears, I quickly called one of my representatives to inform them of the assault but ultimately decided not to take action for fear that he would have fired me from American Idol. Huh. Interesting. Which she was on for, I don't know, the first eight seasons. And then uh, he was so horrible that she decided to work for him again on So You Think You Can Dance. And that was around that time that Lithgow forced himself on top of her during a dinner at his home and tried to kiss her. So let's stop for one moment. She already is claiming that she was assaulted once by this guy in the elevator. He put his tongue down her throat and tried to uh, wrap his arms around her and she had to push him away and run away. But a few years later, you know what? I'll have dinner with you at your home. No problem. So uh, that's, that's when he forced himself on top of her during a dinner at his home and tried to kiss her she said again i pushed lithgow away and immediately left uh-huh and she only worked for two seasons on that show oh okay only two seasons all right no problem i will see yeah we'll see you know i'm just some of it sounds a little fishy like paula doesn't need the money right she just doesn't need the money. So there's two other people now that have filed suits against Lithgow. And uh, this is an assault on Jane Doe, which is Jane Doe KG, and another Jane Doe KN. And they say that they've suffered emotional distress, embarrassment, loss of self-esteem, and will to continue to incur expenses for medical and psychological treatment, counseling, and or therapy. <laughs> okay, stop it. How, what, what horrific thing did Nigel do to Jane Doe KG and Jane Doe KN? Well, let's take a look, shall we? Uh, once at his home, 
according to this, that he made sexual advances to both of them. He attempted to kiss Jane Doe KG, pushing her body close to his. I don't know how they're getting by in life. I just don't know how they're surviving. Are you okay? Come on now. I just, just stop. I know, I know, I know. If it's true, he's just a douchebag. Or he's really not, he's just a douche. He's just a guy looking for a little business. And you said no. So, and nothing else happened. I I just, I I can't. I just, I can't. And then there's the the crazy story out of Florida. I know, surprise. This is not a Florida man. This is a Florida woman story. Um, She is Cynthia Ann Ray. Now, she was arrested and charged with a count of aggravated stalking and one count of sending written threats. Okay, you do not want to. Well, I'm sorry. Sending written threats to kill. So you don't. I know she's in trouble. Cynthia's in trouble. Plus, she's crazy. We've all known Joni Tonys and we've all known, you know, fatal attraction ish women in real life. Haven't we? No. That's just me? Oh, okay. So, anyway, uh, she was all wound up at her ex-boyfriend, all right? And she said that she was going to kill him and his new girlfriend. Well, you know, unless they had sex with her and they had a threesome. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what she said. That's what she said. Now, the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, he claimed that she's been harassing them and... uh, you know, she slashed his tire, uh, his driver's side tires on a new truck uh, to his current girlfriend's vehicle. And after it was, it was parked outside of his home. And then after he fixed the damaged tires, uh, she punctured the tires a second time and then stayed outside the house while honking her horn. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What, it's not funny because it's crazy. And like I said, we've all had crazy neighbors and crazy, you know, Joni Tonys in our life. He also claimed that uh, she would show up at his house and multiple occasions, just show up. And he started receiving texts uh, telling him that she wanted to uh, kill him and his current girlfriend unless... Uh, you know, you had a threesome. Unless we do a threesome. And I want to do a threesome with you, then uh, then I won't kill you. <laughs> and he had other messages on his phone that he showed uh, the police where uh, Ray continued to say, the, that's the last night I keep thinking that that's the guy, Cynthia Ann Ray. Cynthia uh, said to him that uh, she was going to kill him and that she demanded that uh, she wanted to see him. She didn't care. She was going to continue to harass him. So when they showed up to arrest Cynthia, she was inside a tent at her mother's property. So even her mother didn't want to live with her. <laughs> I'm just staying in a tent now. Oh, okay. So she's in uh, she's in jail now, and uh, she goes before a judge. Uh, I don't know in uh, two or three weeks, but uh, you could have that. You could have that going on. That's I mean, holy cow! I don't know what you do other than uh, I guess you have to. Well, you can't do that either. So never mind. Just what a nightmare. What a nightmare. And I have uh, been around Joni Tonys and I have been around crazy 
neighbors that you can't do anything about because they don't really break the law but they yell and scream and they throw stuff and they drive by the house real slow and i could just go i mean there was one lady that used to live across from my parents house in florida and she was whacked out of her mind but it didn't start that way when she first moved in she was nice and then i forget what happened something something broke the cord maybe here she ran out of meds i don't know but it was off the deep end then and i kept telling you know i tell my folks don't let her get to you but she would get to me (laughs) and it's just i i don't know you can't do what you're what you what you're thinking i know what you're thinking and you can't do that so it's good that at least this guy in florida you know, went to the authorities and got some help because what you're thinking, yeah, you can't do that. Although it does remind me of, an old, you know, the old joke of, uh, you know, I helped my neighbor bury a rolled up piece of carpet today. Her boyfriend would have helped her, but he's out of town. Think about it. Reminder to follow me on the, the socials. Uh, you got X at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. You can always order a cameo from me. That's not free. At JeffyJFR. And so just, you know, do the deals. Thank you. Appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe to the show. If you're listening and you're not a subscriber, uh, what are you doing? Okay. Uh, nobody likes a freeloader. It's okay. The show is free to subscribe to, and but that's fine. But you need to be a subscriber. If you're listening on somebody else's device or somebody else's uh, uh, somebody else's subscription, uh, you're a freeloader. And, and to be honest, nobody likes you. Okay, <laughs> don't be that person. Don't be that person. Who died today? Who died today? Well, Tom Smothers of the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, he had a brother. Remember? Dick? Yes, okay. So Tommy was the older brother, and Dick was the younger brother. Uh, Dick actually is still alive. He was the one who announced that his brother Tom had passed away. Very sad. Uh, He had cancer. They were still going to tour. They were doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, then he got cancer last year, or at least he announced that he had cancer last year. And uh, he passed away at his home with family and friends around him. Uh, Very sad. I was just watching a stupid bit uh, from uh, the Smothers Brothers. You know, he was, he used to, you know, they used to do comedy and music. And you just, you can't find good, clean entertainment like that anymore. Right? (laughs) I was watching an old Carson uh, segment and they were on with uh, Johnny. And so that's why I was watching that. Smothers Brothers. It was not part of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, uh, which I, I don't even. I actually don't know that I actually ever watched the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour with my grandfather, but uh, I do remember, you know, the Smothers Brothers. Anyway, Tommy Smothers, and he, I guess they called him Tom. I'm calling him Tommy. Uh, he is. Uh, he's passed away at the age of. 86. Then we have Francois Bournet. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, Francois Bournet. Uh, F R A N C O I S E. 
Uh, B-R-N-E-T. Francois Bernay. Uh, she has passed away at the age of 93. And I know what you're thinking. Wait, who is Francois Bernay? Well, uh, do you remember the photo from Paris? The kiss by the hotel. Uh, by the Hotel Deville. Uh, it was taken back in 1950. It's this couple kissing. They were embracing on the street. It was came, became this huge success in the 80s. It was taken in 1950 by a photographer, Robert Dossineau. And that uh, was with uh, her boyfriend. Her and her boyfriend were the ones that were kissing. And uh, when they when it came became a big deal back in the 80s, a bunch of people stepped up and said, Hey, that's us. Will you owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh francois was like um no uh that's me and uh that's my boyfriend and oh here by the way is the original photo uh signed by the photographer so why don't you all just shut up and stop lying okay and uh so she became famous she was an actress uh for many years as well and this they were just out in the streets they were uh, going to school they were at an acting school i think and then uh, they were taking pictures and the photographer said hey here's a couple of bucks why don't you guys i love the way you guys look when you were kissing go ahead and uh go ahead and kiss and embrace and i'm going to take some shots and then you know here's a couple of bucks and it was virtually just you know nowhere around then um someone uh, in a commercial agency that owned the photos was going through these old pictures looking for you know looking for something and they found it uh it's one of the big the classic photos uh for paris ever and she sold the original copy of the photo i don't know back in 2005 for like i don't know 150,000 euros or something like that um which seems it's nothing 2005 she put that on the market today you're making more than 150,000 euros i'll tell you that and so the whole thing all the photographer the boyfriend her husband and her all dead now <laughs> but the picture the photograph, the kiss by the Hotel de Ville lives on forever. Rest in peace, Francois Bernay. Okay, I want to know how this happens. I want to know how this happens. All right. So a 16-year-old boy mistakenly boards a Frontier Airlines flight from Tampa thinking he's going to Cleveland but ended up in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay, so first of all, let's stop there for a moment. You're, you, you get on the wrong plane. I don't know how you get on the wrong plane. Uh, they, you know, I guess they don't look at your tickets. Uh, the, the flight attendants aren't doing their jobs. I don't know. But you're on the wrong plane. They say, while you're sitting there, uh, thank you for uh, Flying Frontier. We're on our way to San Juan, Puerto Rico. As a 16-year-old, uh, don't you say, hey... I was supposed to be going to Cleveland. <laughs> Guess we're not going to Cleveland, huh? I mean, that's what, don't you say something there at the gate? I guess not. So then the flights were boarding, I guess, sequentially at the same gate, which seems a little strange, but okay. And he unintentionally boarded the San Juan bound floor, the flight. So he claims that uh, he asked someone for help and no one checked his ticket and simply allowed him to board the wrong flight. Man, do I find that hard to believe. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how, oh, but he did it. And I, I find it hard to believe that no one 
uh, on these flights are helping uh, helping this guy. So then, uh, so he lands in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and decides, "Hey, this isn't Cleveland. I want to go back." So Frontier flies him back to Tampa on the same aircraft and arranged for a flight to Cleveland the next day. And the airline uh, obviously extended sincere apologies to the family for the error. Uh, okay. Uh, children, I think age 15 and older can fly alone, but I guess Frontier doesn't have a, you know, a formal unaccompanied minor program with escorts, which is kind of strange because I thought they all did. Maybe they do only for younger children, Uh, but it says here in the story that they do not have that program. I just find that strange. I don't know how it happens. Really weird. Uh, just me. I mean, I'm dealing with the airlines and airports and travel that seems like something that couldn't happen but but it did but it did and i I, I, from the very beginning the whole thing i don't know how you get on the plane and uh okay so we're looking forward to we're looking forward to getting you to san juan puerto rico and uh, you say nothing i had my headphones on okay Uh, Somebody asked me what I was listening to, and I said chewing the fat, and then I just thought we were going to Cleveland. Okay. All right. No problem. Have fun. But the airline took care of it, and he's now in Cleveland and probably wants to be back in Puerto Rico. Although that probably isn't true either. (laughs) That's tough times when you want to be in Cleveland instead of Puerto Rico. So congratulations are in order to Willis Gibson. Willis Gibson, a 13-year-old, who has become the first player to officially beat the original Nintendo version of Tetris. Congratulations. (laughs) Oh, actually, he goes by Blue Scuddy uh, in the gaming world. And uh, he made it to what gamers call a kill screen. A point where the Tetris code glitches crashing the game. Uh, That's a pretty big deal. uh, Because I didn't think you could do that. Uh, Honestly, I didn't think anybody could ever do that. And even uh, many people in the gaming industry didn't think you could do that. Because they even talk about how for years they were stuck in the 20s and the 30s levels. Because they didn't uh, know techniques to get any further. Level 29 posed, I guess, this big roadblock. I never reached 29. Uh, and the game controller couldn't respond. The blocks would fall too fast. You couldn't respond fast enough. So then players found ways that they could reach level 30 using a technique called hyper tapping. <laughs> you could use that uh, for many meanings, but what they're talking about is the game. Uh, so during the game, they hyper tapped. And that would the player would rhythmically vibrate their fingers to move the game controller faster than the game's built-in speed. And that technique took players to levels 35 and beyond. And that, that only happened, I don't know, five or six years ago, something like that. I remember reading about that. I don't necessarily remember that it was called hyper-tapping. But, okay, if you want to hyper-tap so you can rhythmically vibrate your fingers <laughs> so the controller moves faster... I'm all about it. It's fine with me. So then they found out that the gamer started using a multi-finger technique. Just 
stop don't even why are you looking at me like that don't i'm just telling you what they what they call it so this multi-finger technique this is not hyper tapping this micro or multi-finger technique originally used on uh, arcade games and they call it uh, rolling and it's a much speedier approach uh and that helped one player reach level 95 a couple years ago but they still stopped right they couldn't they couldn't get to it so then we've got willis uh, my man willis who using hyper tapping uh finally hit the level and it reached uh the kill screen on level 157 157 so congratulations to oh i'm sorry uh it's not man i keep i keep calling the kid um his real name willis gibson that's not his name okay he goes by blue scuddy okay so blue scuddy defeated uh tetris on level 157 where it just glitched out and uh, crashed so congratulations if you think it can't be done you're wrong but you're not going to get there simply you're not you're not going to get there by hyper tapping it will help you get there if you hyper tap but then you need to move to the multi-finger technique which who isn't a fan of the multi-finger technique so i was showing this website the other day and i can't stop looking at it now and i could going around the country it's called hoodmaps.com h-o-o-d-m-a-p-s.com so if you want to have a little fun uh you know for i don't know a little bit of time you could go to hoodmaps.com and type in your city and then it has uh they have uh you know they give you what's happening around your city like i typed in dallas and it has uh, overpriced condos uh from compton to portlandia a super sketch danger zone no no zone to be gentrified in 25 years i pay dallas taxes way outside of dallas <laughs> uh, white liberals uh more white liberals uh it's really funny uh it's a bail bond boulevard and it'll take you around the cities and let you know, you know, where the where the hoods are. A little Mexico. No one goes here. <laughs> really funny. So you can go to hoodmaps.com and then type in your city and you can find out, you know, where the super sketch and the danger zone no no zones are. And especially, I mean, if you're any in any kind of trouble, you want to know where Bail Bond Boulevard is, don't you? and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.